When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. I am your host, Ryan Key. And I'm the other host, Nick Ganbarian. Good to see you all. I'm looking. And by all, I mean you three. Hi, dudes. We're looking right at him. There he is. What up? We're staring at you. <laughs> it's only been a week, but I missed you guys. We missed you, Norm from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nick's screen name right now. Thanks, Moochie. <laughs> We're so delighted and, and pleased and lucky to be speaking to um, brand ambassador Nick Ambarian of, uh, I don't know, what are your brands? My joke's failing. Um, <laughs> well, funny you should say. I mean, I won't mention anything until it's official, but I think I'm getting a package in the mail from Heroes and Villains soon. Sick. Tell you that much. Nice. Very stoked about that. Dude, I, I got to say... I got to give a shout out to my friend, Michael Africa, who is an artist relations person at Herschel Supply Company because so Herschel did the Lucasfilm collab uh, with the dark side, the Empire stuff a couple of months ago now. And this is someone that I met through, I I can't remember if it was a straight up just being that guy in a band that asks your manager to see if there's anyone at said Mm -hmm. company that will give you free shit. But I think that's how it happened. And it turned out this guy is a fan of yellow card and we ended up emailing and he was like, dude, whatever I have, I have more Herschel gear than (laughs) I know what to do with. I'm, I'm, I'm a, it's like purse, you know, it's like choosing a purse to go with an outfit. I am. I would, I would imagine you have a bag for all your bags. Yeah. I have like bags to match my bags. (laughs) <laughs> so, so Michael hit me up about the Lucasfilm thing. I was like, obviously, duh, you know, <laughs> and he had to like put me on a list, like a request list at Lucasfilm and like say, this is why, you know, he should get one of these bags, <laughs> podcast, band, etc. So I got the Vader, I got the Vader Little America backpack. And when I, when I got the box, you open it up and it's got, it breathe. It, it's doing like the Vader breath oh, inside yeah. the box when That's you open sick. it up. So, so sick. So that was amazing. And I got it. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you're too good to me, whatever. Well, unannounced last week or the week before, I'm just running out to grab the mail. I'm like, huh, what's this box on the front porch? Open it up. It's two different Mandalorian bags yeah. that he just, he just dropped my way without even telling me. So I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> well, I can't, I've sent him like some handwritten lyrics, like a signed poster. What else can I do? I don't, yeah. I don't even know. I guess a podcast shout out might help yeah. to show gratitude, but. You know what? It's not his stuff. It's the company stuff that he just gives away. So. <laughs> I know. I know. It is. It don't is, feel but, bad about it. <laughs> but, well, Michael, if we had like one of those um, sound boards for the podcast, that I could like push a button with like a, a loud a- applause and cheers of people. I'd say, Michael Africa. <laughs> <sighs> that would happen Here you right go. Now. I love you. <laughs> that was good, Adam. <laughs> I love you. Anyways, yeah, so congrats on your heroes and villain. I, I imagine heroes and villains I imagine it feels the same when that box shows up. It will. Yeah, I'm stoked. Adam, what'd you get? <laughs> hey, Ernie Ball, make a Star Wars base. <laughs> Brian, hurry up. Um 
let's talk about real Star Wars. We're back this week, of course, covering The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 5. Let's do that now. What have you done with those plans? The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 5, Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> Rampage debuted last Friday, May 28th. Directed by Stuart Lee, who's done a bunch of Clone Wars, some Rebels and Resistance. Written by Tamara Beecher Wilkinson. First time working in Star Wars, but she's written on a bunch of Marvel things, Daredevil, Runaways, and Iron Fist. Starring, in addition to the crew, Matthew Wood as the voice of Bib Fortuna. Spoiler. Also played Bib Fortuna in The Mandalorian. He was in the suit, right? Yeah, straight up. In the, the lumpy suit? <laughs> yeah. Rhea Perlman playing Sid, the voice of Sid, who is most notably Carla from Cheers. Yeah. I knew I knew that voice, dude. I did too. I and I didn't look it up. I mean I, I was I was planning on looking it up because I, I, I definitely knew the voice for sure. I mean it was very well, obviously I didn't know it, so <laughs> I'm lying to you. But you recognized <laughs> but I, as it was, did I yes, I knew that it was familiar. I knew I uh, immediately was like, This is a voice that I should know who it is because I the only other it. thing I remember her from and I have not seen it in I don't know, twenty five, twenty six years when it came out was Matilda. Oh and yeah. Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman were Matilda's parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Great movie for kids. Yeah. And adults. I didn't see that movie until I was an adult. I don't know, I guess age-wise, I kind of, it was a little late for me. Yeah. But my wife, who's seven years younger than me, loved it, and I watched it and appreciated it. Yeah, it was like 96, I want to say, it came out. Yeah, I was listening to Pantera and trying to be a complete shithead in every way possible at that point. (laughs) (laughs) This episode, described on Disney+, Plus as the Bad Batch strikes a deal to take on a mission. So they're fully into the Mando vibe of, you need something? Yeah. Here's what you got to do for me. Yeah, and there were definitely some clues, I feel like, towards the end of the episode where I think we're going to get more of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see Sid again and she's going to have more jobs for them. It's got a Wild West vibe for sure that they're setting up with this whole, the Empire, you know, everyone kind of fending for themselves in Mm. the Outer Rim and wherever else. Like, it's a time, if you're going to snatch something up, now's the time because it's, you know, things are sort of in disarray. Mm Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think overall, though? Fun, short episode. I I remember thinking that I was probably not going to be that into this one, to be honest, as it was starting. And then when the Easter eggs started raining down from the sky, (laughs) I was like, oh, this is rad. And I I really enjoyed it. So it was a little of both, to be honest. I was kind of like, meh, this episode's sort of another, it's a little bit of filler. But then it was like, uh, okay, so we're going to just find out how that came to be. (laughs) Super cool. Yeah, I mean, I liked it as much as I liked the last one, you know, like a solid 7 out of 10. It's like enjoyable. I'm not losing my mind over it. I'm not sitting here speculating and theorizing. It's cool. I like the little bits of what I feel like is happening where like they're starting to build towards the original trilogy. Just little, little things here. Yeah. Like building that world. That's that's what what I was saying. I think as a writer, it must have been fun uh, to whoever, you know, whoever whether it was Filoni or whoever had this, I had the idea for this. Yeah. Just a cool, fun little thing to write. Like, okay, let's do a story about how the Rancor got there. Yeah. That's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So let's do a quick overview of the plot. In short, the Bad Batch are trying to figure out who Fennec Shand is. They still don't know her by name and who hired her. So Echo knows of a Jedi informant named Sid, Carla from Cheers. <laughs> so they head to the planet Ord Mantell to find Sid Sid hits them with the old, if you want this, you got to do a job for me maneuver. 
They had to recover a kid, quote, kid named Moochie from Zygerian slavers. This kid turns out to be an adolescent rancor. They get the rancor. Everything's cool. They come back to Sid. Bib Fortuna of uh, Jabba's Palace fame walks in with two Gamorrean guards. Turns out that Sid hired the Bad Batch to fulfill this bounty for none other than Jabba the Hutt himself. And Bib is there to collect Moochie the rancor. First time you've ever heard anyone just call him Bib. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's up, Bib? That's a character that, you know, got a name, like, what, in, in the credits or as an action figure? Yeah, you know probably what I mean? like, figure. Yeah, uh, so Mr. This Bib. Is, uh, this is cool. That's uh, like the first Mr. time you, she knows him well, you know, like, hey, Bib. Mr. Fortuna. I mean, Bib, Mr. Bib. Uh. <laughs> so a few key things to, to note, and a lot of fun stuff goes on in between, but the big stuff that stood out to me, one... It's Easter Egg Fest, Ryan, like you said. Sid is most likely shady to some degree. Mm -hmm. Why else would she have a quote, you know, an arrangement with Jedi for Intel? And she's kind of running like a cantina with slot machines and there's like a craps table there too. So she's definitely up to something. To me, that's a classic police informant trope kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like so-and-so, we're not going to arrest that person because they're an informant. They're doing shady stuff, but it's, you know, mutually beneficial kind of deal. Yeah. Wrecker's headache continues. Hmm. Something's going to happen with that. That's not, they don't keep bringing that up for no reason. That better not be the reason why the Kiners are crying at the end of the season. Yeah. (laughs) We get the Fennec Shand name reveal at the end. And like Nick mentioned, Sid says something about, are you looking for work? So could be coming back or Ryan may have said that. Um, Nick, you have a couple other points you wanted to hit on and then let's just kind of discuss. Well, yeah, just on, um, Based off of that, I mean, it seems like they're really, between the last two episodes, really setting up that they're going to need money. Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably going to earn it as opposed to go steal it, I would say. So we might not. I think the whole do this and we'll get this vibe is probably here to stay. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out because that definitely falls into that category of talking about, well, in my opinion, it does. Uh, Mm. When we talk about, you know, these shows, adults versus kids watching and stuff like as a kid, you know, if I'm 12 years old or whatever, I'm watching this and I love Star Wars, I don't care if they go, you know, fight a monster and do a mission, a side mission, whatever, every single week. I don't care. It's awesome. It's just awesome to watch, right? It's just light whips and blaster bolts and the Bad Batch, right? Mm -hmm. But for us, it's like fine line to walk to just only do side missions for money you know so yeah it will be interesting to see how they how they because you're you're right they definitely set that up as a well we're gonna need money this person will give you work mm-hmm. now you can go do these missions and yeah. you know, see where it goes i did love i loved the whole omega on her calm thing it really reminded me of yeah. uh you remember saving silverman jack black on the on the yeah. walk talkie like uh, yeah yeah that whole thing. It wasn't that same joke, but for some reason that popped into my head that she was just like in the room, like on it, like, hello. <laughs> I love that whole scene, dude. It's it, so funny. It's one of those things. It's really fun and kind of goofy, but doesn't make it stupid. Doesn't take away from it. It just made me like the character even more. It's not like LOL, but it's like, oh, I'm smiling. This is fun. Yeah. And she's like, she's be really enthusiastic and outgoing in this. Mm. And I love that, you know, doing mission things, she's like... And I'll wait here and I'll hold down the thing or I'll get the, you know, it's like a little, when a little kid learns like an official word for something and they can't wait to use it. Yeah. She's really psyched to be on the team. Yeah. 
pumped. It's like you tell a little kid, like, all right, you got to sit here and, and uh, dig a hole. It's a really important job while I go have a beer. By the time I get back. <laughs> and they're like, yes, sir. I'm sure there's a hole here. And they're like, I'm going to dig a hole. How to enjoy a barbecue 101. <laughs> <laughs> says says the three childless guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that there was another kind of low-key echo moment of him battling humanity or his past or whatever. When, when Omega was asking what like a slaver was, and Echo was the one to tell her what it was and that like humans yeah. were owned and all this stuff. And there were a couple of lines there that he he kind of went into the fact that it was wrong, you know, and they didn't have free will, you know, and that just goes back into the whole clones having free will thing, which I'm sure he's uh, still struggling with. For sure. I feel like they're going to get a, a deeper connection throughout this series. And you would assume there's going to be something key where they connect. There's a moment where mm-hmm. that stuff really comes to a head. Yeah. I'm stoked on that. Did you guys notice, speaking of Echo, did you notice he? there was one shot of him from the side putting his helmet on and his kind of like weird like Lobot headset thing that he is always on him now kind of like attaches? Yeah. So when the, he put his helmet on, I didn't notice that in any other episode. So the base of the back of the helmet. Yeah. Well, most of the back, it's notched out for that Lobot thing. Mm-hmm. And as he put it over, the very bottom of it kind of like it kind of extended to go out around yeah. to fit uh-huh. it over and then it snapped back into place under so it's all one seamless thing yeah. when it's on. Did you guys notice that before? I don't know. I, I, I hadn't seen it before. I noticed that as like the first time because I'd been okay. thinking about it. Mike from Hondo Supply from Armor Party, Some I feel like it's someone who he's had on or one of those, one of those costumers. Maybe it was Alpha Ignition. He goes by on Instagram, John Rodriguez on the... F- Maybe it was the first episode of Armor Party. Yeah. He may mm-hmm. have made one of those Echo helmets. And I think it's like a two-piece thing because unt- I was thinking about that because until this moment, we haven't known. Yeah. So that that's cool to see how that works. And it's cool that they actually did it. Didn't cross my mind, but then, you know, on rewatch, I'd noticed it. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen that before. Anything else we want to touch on specifically before we get into... I, I think I had a similar moment in this episode. I, I talked about this last week about... The sound design of the speeder bikes last week, the sound design of, uh, the, of the Rancor this week, it was yeah. just a very vivid, awesome, you know, in, instantaneous memory lane. Like I, I was like just remembering the feeling of that, that Rancor scene in Jedi, which is like such a massive Star Wars moment as a child for me, you know, like mm. that's just one of the most unforgettable scenes in Star Wars from my childhood, I think. If I, if I sit down and list them, you know, the top 10, that's, that's in there for sure. So the sounds that they really recreated or, or repurposed or whatever of the Rancor, it was, it was just, I don't know, it was awesome and super well done. The sound design on this whole show has been pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Lots of OG speeder sounds on this episode as well. Yeah. I just remembered what I was going to say, because I think one of you guys said the word lawless, you know, like as, as far as transitioning into the empire. Yeah. I would say like, like wild west. Yeah. That's literally like the opening line of solo. It's a lawless time. Crime syndicates compete for resources. So this might be like, maybe instead of this going into rebels, it might be going into solo, which would be sick. I call, dude, I'm about that. I have a dream and it is the bad batch completing a mission on Corellia and Han, a young, very young Han yeah. is in the episode. Just give me like, give us that. Give us We're one massive it. crossover We're doing like, it. like Mandalorian did. 
it's too why skirt around all of this it's got it's got to be yeah yeah it's got to be now i would be so stoked if not not in a braggy way but Mm -hmm. just if i was right about that like what what a call like i should put some money down on a game or something if i get that right (laughs) let's talk for a minute i I don't want to theorize too hard we'll do that in the after show for the patrons but let's talk a little bit about this arrangement with the jedi that sid has and what that might mean, who that might have been. Not that it's super significant here, but are we thinking like like a, a gray Jedi, kind of like Sifidius, Qui-Gon Jinn kind of vibes, or a more deceptive, sinister kind of thing like Dooku? I don't know. I mean it really could be Or I mean does it even matter? Yeah, it could have been it could have been many of them. It could have been the council. She could yeah. have been like reporting on inner workings to kind of the whole the whole republic in in that way of like just being an informant, you know, yeah. like an FBI informant kind of thing. Well, like Hondo wasn't an informant, but the Jedi knew that he was not a great dude, you know, and they kind of yeah. just let him float around. So yeah, they kind of get yeah. that vibe a little bit. Could have been anybody. Um, I, I just started I, late to the party, but I just started on Netflix. Um, the Last Narc, the documentary about Kiki Moreno's murder. Phenomenal story. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to go into all that, but only comparing it to the idea that like, how many how many cartel guys were like allowed to keep hustling yeah. on the side because it's like you know what's a kilo versus like yeah. 400 kilos you know <laughs> like so like yeah they want to land the big fish yeah you do your thing just keep giving mm-hmm. us info and we won't arrest you i think that's the vibe yeah. we're getting here with sid agreed sorry if i just talked about drugs way too much on a family-friendly <laughs> podcast <laughs> i've just watched the show it's fresh on my mind it's history <laughs> Not too consequential here, but another thing I really liked was the way that they ended up taking down the Rancor with Wrecker, just <laughs> the two of them just beating each other down, yeah. like yes. Rocky and Apollo style going down at the same time, just until they just can barely lift their arms anymore. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And they were they were definitely doubting it. They're like, he's, yeah, yeah he, it's been a while or whatever they said, like he's lost <laughs> <Yeah>. his edge. <laughs> Speaking of Wrecker, we'll just say one thing because... We don't want to speculate too hard, but the headache has to be the chip. And the question will be whether they realize that and do something about it or if he has a full-blown episode mm-hmm. and something bad comes of it. Yeah. So no, I think no question at this point. He didn't just bump his head. Yeah, like the last two episodes have, have got me have got me guessing. And we can talk yeah. about it later. But, you know, like because of those first couple that had those really heavy, dark murder-death-kill moments and now we're kind of going back into like rescue the rancor moments so it's like how far are they willing to go yeah here's here's a weird not issue but oh man oh man this is what happens this is what happens i was gonna say there's no jedi for him to go kill but then there's the whole is omega force sensitive thing <laughs> yeah so it's just like oh no. man that all happened in my brain in like two seconds become a patron a- and hear nick's theories <laughs> shut up nick shut yeah. up <laughs> oh my goodness that was a roller coaster of two seconds for me <laughs> <laughs> your cheeks are definitely flushed yeah, and like yeah. you're having, you're emotional right now hot flashes <laughs> on that though you have to acknowledge force sensitive or not omega definitely has some intuition mm-hmm. whether that's her her clone quality that's most in tune or most most powerful i guess or actual force sensitivity she recognizes sid before anyone else she says you're sid just yeah. <laughs> you know no hesitation mm-hmm. yeah that's dope cool and nick you mentioned here in the notes that it kind of reminded you of 
Yoda concealing his identity from Luke, Sid kind of hiding there, and then the realization being a a fun little moment. Even like, you know, they're not the same exact, like, it's poetry, it rhymes, but even like Obi-Wan, like, of course I know him, he's me, you know, like that type of thing. Good stuff. All right, we we have one from a certain point of view, but it's not... Oh, man. It's not a negative one. It's a theory about Omega, which we should save. It's a pensive one. We're saving it. I'm I'm telling you, I'm either... I, I was telling you guys before, I'm either high or I'm right. <laughs> Those are the two options when it comes to this. High on life, kids? Or both. It's something about Omega's appearance. That's all I'm going to say. He means high on life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, otherwise, a certain point of view on, on this particular episode, I, I mean, I think they're... Yeah, kind of batting a thousand. Yeah, like even the side quests are awesome. It was it was a bit of an adventure of the week episode, but you know, then you totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. All right, let's move on. For over a thousand generations, it is the dark side. It's a Calicori. A Sith wayfinder. Dark science. Cloning. Secrets only the Sith knew. The Gen of Antiquities, Easter eggs, fun stuff, tidbits. Mm. Nerd level observations. The first thing that I noticed, I think it was pretty early on when like the batches are in the cantina and Sid's cantina gambling little thing. There's one Athorian there and he was just, again, the same thing as the last episode. It was just straight up a Kenner toy. It was like a hammerhead toy, you know, like Mm. that's the Athorian wearing just like this like turquoise teal suit. And that's exactly what the Kenner toy was. Which isn't the first time they've done that. Tight. Filoni's a dork. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Rhea Perlman, the voice of Sid, is the third cast member of Cheers in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson and John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger is the one that's been, for me at least, until we did that episode, under the radar. I had no clue. Well, what's funny is that celebration, he totally did a signing. And that's how I found out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you what? You're doing a sign? Yeah. Like, I'd rather get Star your aut- autograph as Cliff from Cheers than like the <laughs> yeah. Echo Base guy from Hoth. <laughs> Speaking of Sid, um, in her place behind her, she's got sort of like a an kind of ornate chair in her little office. There's a bunch of stuff, a bunch of little Easter eggs, two blasters that look like the exact same blasters that Django Fett used. There's a Mandalorian helmet. That looks unfinished. Who knows whose it could be, but it's it's a Mandalorian helmet for sure. And a couple clone helmets. Interesting stuff. Who knows if there's any kind of association there or if she just has stuff, but it was cool. Yeah, or if they're just having fun putting that stuff yeah. on the wall, you know, for for nerds like us. It was sort of uh, her own den of antiquities. Yeah. Wow. For it's sure. It's a den within the den right now. <laughs> Inception. Denception. Yeah. Thank the maker. An Inception podcast. <laughs> Ord Mantell, the planet that they meet Sid on, was first mentioned in The Empire Strikes Back by Han talking to Leia on Hoth when he's about to leave and she says, I thought you had decided to stay. Well, the bonding hunter we ran into when Ord Mantell changed my mind. Han, we need Mm. you. Yeah. We need you. Yes. Well, what about you need? I need (laughs) you. Yes. I need you. And there are also some mentions, not just mentions, but um, Ord Mantell is the planet central to a couple comics, I think. And there's one video game from the 90s. I think one of the comics... Shadows of the Empire, I want to say. There you go. That's it, yeah. You see now, while we don't theorize, yet we always theorize in the show. (laughs) They're just... It's the ultimate level of subliminal Han for my theory. (laughs) There it is. And in one of those comics, it's mainly about Boba. So 
I don't know for sure, but I would guess that that comic is probably about that quote bounty hunter that they ran into yeah. on Ord Mantel. So there's plenty of places they could have picked or just made somewhere new up and they chose Ord Mantel. So it's got to be a reason. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> the Zygerians are a, a big part of this episode. Those are the uh, wolf like but humanoid body creatures that are the slavers. We first met them season four of the Clone Wars. There was uh, an arc, I guess, unofficially referred to as the Slaves of the Republic arc, episodes 11 to 13. They were also in season five and season seven. They're bad people. Yeah. Yeah, they suck. (laughs) So here's a thought. Again, sorry to theorize. Going to Ryan's (laughs) thing about Solo, the Zygerians with the slave trade. I mean, Han and Kira came from kind of a slave trade vibe. I they might dude you might be right they might be setting all of this up for to go to Corellia. that's their luke skywalker moment like one of my biggest reasons for thinking that is how much empire how heavy-handed this whole empire building the military is and think to those rad the first time you saw solo like the opening shots of the shipyards you know them building yep. star destroyers and stuff like that's the ultimate sort of final stamp on yeah. here's the empire you know like we have set up our shipbuilding base and we're getting ready to absolutely annihilate the galaxy. Like, so building up to some massive mission there just would be, whether I'm right or wrong, it should be that. Yeah. Um, it would be the ultimate like empire. Like, okay, we're at the end of this part of the story, you know, going into season two of this, of Bad Batch, if there's going to be one, like massive empire vibes, that's the place to do it. And you get to do this crazy cool make all of us fanboys happy and put Han in an episode. It would be crazy. Dude, you know, it'd be sick. Not that level, but very, very dope. If we get Beckett and yeah. Val. There you go. Yeah. Like put, yeah, put Val in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She deserves more screen time, even yeah. if it's just her voice. Any of those things, like any of that stuff is not, A, it's not off limits, and B, I don't think they're scared to do any of it anymore. So something, something along the lines of some crazy radical thing like that's going to happen, I hope. Bringing it back, reeling it back in. We talked about Omega showing some intuition. She's got a friend, the Gonk Droid. Gonky. Gonky is apparently the Gonk Droid's name, or is she just being a Kiwi? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that one. We're calling him Gonky from now on. Yeah. yeah. That's its name for sure. I When I watch things with like the closed captions on, definitely just says Gonky. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, Omega sneaking around the old city, similar vibes to Ray on Starkiller Base. Nick noticed. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's not even so much the sneaking as it is how the perception of Ray was like Finn and Han, mostly Finn were like, we have to find her. We have to save her. We have to help her. But she was like handling things. And (laughs) this was like kind of almost that same vibe where tech was just like, uh, yeah, no, she's right there actually. (laughs) Same thing a couple episodes ago as well. Right. When they were trying to get the boot off of the ship to take off Mm -hmm. when they were trying to get the chain code thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely showing herself as capable and just like, well, well, there she is again. Yep. Gonky, Drew just dropped it in from StarWars.com. Gonky is the name of that droid. (laughs) Sick. I like Gonky. Something I thought was dope, and we see this later in the trailer. So Omega has that Zygerian bow, which is the same kind of bow as as they have on um, Dathomir, right? That kind of laser bow. It's a version of yeah, it. Yeah, I think they're like the Night Sisters sort of. Yeah, I remember. But that it's having. it's like the collapsing Zygerian one that it's almost like a like a Marvel prop. How it folds yeah. out, you know. She has that, and then you, we see her using it in the trailer. It's one of the few shots yeah. that's left. 
Yeah. So that's probably, hopefully that's like the next episode that she uses it or something. But when it was collapsed, it looked like a Y-wing. Straight up is the same, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, same shape as a Y wing. Inspired. I've told you guys as a kid, I for whatever reason, I I never owned an X wing toy, but I had a Y wing. Huh. I still have it. Why? Like, I don't, I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but or how many kids have Y wings, but I have a Y wing. Yeah, I think I only knew one kid who had an X wing. I knew a few with Y wings. They might have been hard to get. Yeah, yeah. they might have been hard to get, and then and then it was like you were you grew out of it and weren't buying them anymore. Like, but you yeah. know the the phase kind of ended, and the it's like Xbox Series Xs right now. Someday yeah. they just you won't even need that anymore because you'll be too old and you won't care anymore. It's like that <laughs> meme, like, uh, Mom, could we get a X wing? And it's like we have an X wing at home, and it's a Y wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah. what happened to me, and I. But I, I, I loved it. That reminds me of a funny story, like back in the, seriously, like when I was like three or four and like Knight Rider was on and Toys R Us was everything Ugh. in the world. All I wanted was Kit, the talking car. Oh, dude. All I wanted. It was always sold yeah. out. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame four-year-old <laughs> you. That's, yeah, of, yeah. of course so, you did. Can't get it. You know, I'm a spoiled kid. I'm an only child until I was nine. So I got everything I ever wanted at Toys R Us. <laughs> Couldn't find that ever, though. So one day my uncle calls the house, you know, the actual landline. And my mother's like, really? You found it? Oh, my God. So my mother's like, uh, Uncle Lenny found the Knight Rider toy. He's coming over now. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he gets, <laughs> I, he gets to the house. I open it and it's Spanish speaking only mm. <laughs> dude <laughs> that's the only one that they had and, and it was to this day it's like a family joke it's so funny so he's like no there were tons of them <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing uh, only spoke Spanish. <laughs> oh shit um we've got two about moochie so i'll say this first is this the first chronological mention of the bounty hunter guild uh, it's got to be right because we only learned about it really in Mandalorian, right? Like, I'm, I'm talking yeah. live action here. I'm yes. sure there was stuff in comics and all that. On screen, yeah. Yeah. I would say yes. I would agree. Going back to the Rancor, to Moochie. So I just found this out today. So somebody mentioned it at work. Rancors are native to Dathomir. Hmm. That's where they're from. Cool. They're seen on other planets, but they're from Dathomir. They're so scaly and pissed off. Yeah, it sucks there. It sure does. So let's... Let's put this to bed here. We can speculate and theorize, but officially, Moochie, the Rancor, the adolescent here, is not the same Rancor from Return of the Jedi, because that one is male. Mm-hmm. Moochie is female. But are they doing the whole, what they did at the beginning of this with yeah. Caleb Doom? You know, like, they yeah. could be a little loose with things here. So it seems like, based on facts, it's not, but it could be. The sex of, of the Rancor's the tough part to beat, though, if you're going to try to retcon. Yeah. What if they're breeding Rancors mm-hmm. up at Jabba's and it's, what's, P- Pantisa is the name of the Pantisa, male? Patisa. Yeah. yeah. Patisa. Yeah. What if it's Patisa's mama or yeah, something? Could be. I mean, you would assume like an evil piece of shit like Jabba's breeding yeah. big, mean animals. Yeah. Sure. You know, like turning dogs into assholes, putting chain <laughs> collars on them and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Same kind of deal. Drew said, what if it's transgender? <laughs> what if they go the Jurassic Park route when there are no opposite sex? You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Put it on a lunchbox and you sell it and you sell it. <laughs> because technically, Patissa is Hut E's for friend. Uh-huh. 
I don't know. And this whole story comes from, I don't remember this, and I read the novel, but Aftermath, Life, Debt. All those novels had like kind of like asides, you know, they had like a chapter that was just like, you're going to take a break and read a story about how Jar Jar is like a street clown now, you know, <laughs> yeah. that type of thing. Is that canon or is that Legends now? No, it's canon, but it's just kind of... It's recent? Yeah. All right. Quick episode. We're moving on. I love you. I know. Favorite scenes, favorite quotes. Before we get into the Patreon votes, what do you guys think? What are your favorites? Nick, go first. My two favorite things that happened, I wouldn't, they're not scenes necessarily, but when I think in Sid's office there, when she says that uh, clearly the kids, the brains are operation and she high fives Wrecker. Yeah. Amazing. That's adorable. <laughs> and then there's this other moment, which I only noticed on like my third watch, where she is holding her little clone trooper toy and she holds it up to Wrecker as he's like holding his head. And she's like, mm, you know, like, look what I got. And he's just like, yeah. And he like walks away. I was like, that was cute. <laughs> you know, just being a kid, like, look what I got. <laughs> look at my toy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, leave me alone. My head hurts. Uh, and favorite quote, uh, I mean, favorite quote for sure, Sid had all the, the snarky remarks. So I'll just go with the, uh, oh, look, it talks. Yeah. And she said that about Wrecker. It was pretty funny. Total Carla quote. Yeah. My favorite quote is I'm, uh, when Omega is hanging out with Gonky on the ship and she says, I'm making some, it, I think it seems like Gonky asks, like, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm making some alterations to my trooper. Now she's a bad batcher. I love bad batcher. I love that. Yeah. And I love that it's a she. Mm-hmm. Just rad. Yeah. Like rad girl power moment. <laughs> I'm making some alterations to my trooper. Now she's a bad batcher. What do you think? That's my favorite quote. Favorite scene. I, I Definitely my ears pricked up in an episode, as I said, that I was watching it like, going, you know, this is adventure of the week. And then Bib. You know, just that whole, the whole experience of the nostalgia of that scene is definitely my favorite. Like when he arrives and she just calls him Bib by name, like they go way back and, and we're just inching closer to that original trilogy time. Mm-hmm. You know, those types of scenes are cool. So that was my favorite. My favorite scene, it was hard to think of this in scenes because the whole thing was so short. Everything just kind of quickly flowed together. Yeah. More like moments and even the the nominees that Nick picked are pretty much moments and then there's the one maybe we should call them moments from now on instead of scenes i might switch that next week for these short episodes i think that makes a lot more sense but i get and i was similarly experiencing things in moments of excited revelation kind of you know just realizing oh well that's a rancor oh well this there's this you know it's just like they were just kind of firing off those things there was a little funny moment and then the realization of the rancor kind of together where they still think that Moochie is one of those green aliens right there that's chained up with them when they were captured. Mm-hmm. And the, I forgot who said it, but they were like, don't worry, Moochie, we'll get... Maybe it's Omega, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't worry, Moochie, we'll get you out. And yeah. he's like, Moochie, yeah, Moochie! Yeah. <laughs> and it's like pointing at, at the Rancor. Yeah. I thought that was funny. And then everything that ensued after that. So I'm going to pick that little kind of like window of time right there. And then quote-wise, I like Tech being the snarky... Like I said a couple weeks ago, almost like um, Sheldon Cooper mm-hmm. meets L3 kind of character yeah. in a way. When he says, a rampaging adolescent rancor is not the distraction I was anticipating. Yeah. Like that. Also, interesting place to pull the title for the episode from that line. Mm-hmm. Call it Rampage. Yeah. Tech is definitely has that, you know, how like you'll laugh at Spock or laugh at Data. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 
very dry but funny smart guy it's great great character thank the maker a star trek podcast <laughs> all right let's see what the patrons thought let these people get some medals so we as we do every week pulled the patrons five favorite scenes or moments five favorite quotes the nominees for favorite scenes are number one omega learning to use her comm link which we discussed at the beginning super fun nominee number two wrecker and omega high five number three omega turning her clone trooper into a bad batcher number four the Rancor Escape slash Bad Batch Battle with the Zygerians. And the fifth and final nominee, Bib Fortuna and the Gamorrean Guards pick up Moochie from Sid. The winner of the Patreon poll, first place, 35% of the vote, the Rancor Escape and the Bad Batch Battle with the Zygerians. Make sense? Action. Action-packed. St- I'm still going with the high five. The high five's my favorite. It's kind of a low five, really. Nick likes that, like, mid-90s kids movie vibe (laughs) some sandlot vibes there's just something about it like there was an understanding that i think is the joke yeah yeah. you know like what wasn't said is funny like they just high five but it's like oh shit you are the smart one and they're like yeah high five. (laughs) (laughs) second place with 19 percent of the vote omega turning her clone trooper into a bad batcher my people the peoples of ryan favorite quotes five nominees as well first one First of several snarky comments from Sid. She says, Are you fresh out of the tube? Second nominee, Echo and Sid. Echo says, Mercenary. And Sid responds, Not too quick, are you? Clearly the kid's the brains of your operation. Third nominee, Sid and Wrecker. Wrecker says, Who collects the bounty? Sid snaps back. Oh, look, it talks. Fourth nominee, my pick, from tech. A rampaging adolescent rancor is not the distraction I was anticipating. Fifth and final nominee, another one from Sid. She says at the end of the episode. It's interesting. A bounty hunter of Fennec's caliber being after you. You fellas must be pretty valuable. Don't worry. I'm good with secrets. The winner... In the Patreon poll, first place, 46% of the vote. Echo and Sid. Echo says mercenary. Sid responds, not too quick, are you? Clearly the kid's the brains of your operation. Second place, 21% of the vote. My pick, Tech. A rampaging adolescent rancor is not the distraction I was anticipating. It's an important line, the kid's the brains of your operation. Yeah. It's going to be cool, whatever it is. Even as a snarky joke, they're saying something. I think think this next episode we're getting... I think a couple episodes ago, I was like, they're loading up the bases to hit a grand slam. Yeah. I don't think we're getting a grand slam yet, but I think they're going to they're gonna hit some sacrifice flies. They're gonna, we're going to get some, uh, sorry, Adam, these are sports references. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get like the guy on thirds coming home, you know? We're going to get something next episode. Who's on first? They're going to hit the ball really hard. Yeah. Imagine there's a ball in the next episode that gets hit really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to a baseball game. Isn't there, what sports are in Star Wars? I know there's like the, the droid football pod racing on screen are there other like ball sports though mm. i'm sure as we say sometimes like in the comics and stuff there's probably yeah, yeah. stuff we don't i mean on screen it's been pretty limited yeah i can't yeah. think of sporting event wise definitely nothing original it all would have been in the prequels i'm gonna assume. yeah there's father 
racing, which is kind of like horse track, you yeah. know, betting, whatever sports. <laughs> so if you listener want to be uh, one of these people who participates in these polls and gets to check out the after show content, which is all theories throughout, you know, a season like this running for the most part, patreon.com slash thank the maker pod is where you can go to do that. We appreciate it. It helps keep the lights on here as they say. Well, now that we're a network of podcasts, we have to keep the offices running. We do. At all the assistants, we have HelloFresh bringing us edamame or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that would be tight. Just our own little we work. <laughs> so hip, it hurts. Short episode, which means a short episode for us, but uh, that was a fun one. I like that. Looking forward to next week, for sure. Yeah. If you want to find the podcast on social media and you don't already follow us, you can go to Instagram.com. You wouldn't go there. You would just go to Instagram and find us at ThankTheMakerPod. Okay, Boomer. Or you go into your application on your iTelephone for Twitter and find us at ThankTheMaker. I'm over here pressing like I with my index finger. N. G. <laughs> well, is it all lowercase or does it matter? Do you, are there spaces? Uh, Instagram.com, everybody. Instagram.com. <laughs> Son of a bee sting. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow me, you can go to geocities.com slash rancor slash Instagram.com at Adam the Skull and on all the other stuff at Adam the Skull. My MySpace is still and has always been at William Ryan Key. I'm so honored to still be in your top eight. <laughs> <laughs> never leaving. You're never leaving. And I'm at Nick Bayside on Twitter and Instagram. And we love seeing these pictures of all y'all in your Thank the Maker shirts. Hell yeah. We're sharing them on the Discord, which is a whole Patreon thing too. So thanks to everyone who's signing up. We're kind of coming up on like a good number of patrons. So I think we should do something special once we, we cross that line. Yeah, we're creeping up on 100. Yeah. Creeping slowly. We're at about 85. Mm -hmm. So once we hit that, we've been talking, Nick has been suggesting maybe making that when we do a watch party of a film. Yeah, we got to get these watch parties going. We got to get these watch parties going. Yeah. Just figuring out the tech side of it so we can do it. Yeah. Or I'll just shave my head when we hit 100. <laughs> <laughs> or that. <laughs> or both. Or both. Or we do the watch party and debut your shaved head. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get a sick Republic logo tattooed on your head. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that. That seems like the most reasonable. <laughs> 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 Definitely makes the most sense. Yeah. Speaking of merch, though, we have a new design coming. The Super Bad Batch thing happened the next morning. Like, no joke. Can't wait. It's so sick. It rules. I had one note for Mike, so he's sending me an update, and then we're going to get that up. It's happening. Hell yeah. Cool. I'm going to wear that myself. So if you want to get merch, you can go to thankthemakermerch.com. Also, if you want to listen to a great podcast about costuming, if you're into that at all, you're just interested in hearing what people do, or you're trying to get into it, Armor Party is the name of our sister podcast in the Thank the Maker podcast network. At Armor Party Show is the Instagram account. And we'll be sharing things too. So you can, of course, get links to Mike's stuff uh, via the Thank the Maker accounts. Ryan Key, hit us with a quote to wrap it up. All right. I'm going to give you a quote from uh, Rhea Perlman, who we now know as Sid, no longer known as Carla from Cheers because she's in our family now. I completely like name drop bragged pre-show. I went to dinner at their house and hung out with Danny DeVito and her, and it was it was really cool. What'd they you were, eat? I don't even remember. <laughs> Meatballs? I don't remember. I just, you know, they live in a gigantic compound, and they have a movie theater, and they were very excited about the showing all of the costumes and cool stuff they have in the movie theater. It was a very cool L.A. 
super LA experience. So they have like a planet Hollywood in their house. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Wow. It was the house was like, I mean, just you, you know, you know what I, I mean. Yeah. You've driven around Los Angeles. It was insane. It was insane. They were successful in a time where they made a lot of money from doing what they did. They sure did. <laughs> and they were very, very kind mm-hmm. and warm, welcoming human beings too. That's great. Which leads to this quote from her. It's very short and to the point. Um, but I found it we, before the show. I was like, who should we get a quote from? And, and I don't know if you were even joking, but you're like, get one from Rio Perlman. So I looked it up. She does in all of her quotes you can find online. She talks about um, like her kids and empowering kids and taking care of kids a lot. That's a big, must, you know, must be a big part of her life is, is involvement with the Utes. But, uh, I thought, you know, with regards to Omega, this is just a cool quote, especially with this episode with clearly the kids, the brains of your operation. She said, children are resilient and strong with powerful spirits. And I think we're going to see a lot of that from Omega coming up as she grows to be more independent episode after episode. All right. Well, everyone, again, thank you for listening. Dudes, good hang. Come listen to my absolutely insane theory on the after show i can't wait (laughs) again i'm either high on life or right (laughs) or both (laughs) i just signed up for patreon so i could hear it thanks until next week may the force be with you